0: today on Ag News Daily. We just got done with harvest and soybeans just put up 38, 40 cents in a day. The USDA told us we had a decent crop and the end users just caught short. I mean, it's going to be another 11 10 11 months till we have a soybean harvest in America and the whole world is looking for soybeans and the market's acting get price action like this it really catches people's attention.
1: Hey listeners, welcome back to the Ag News Daily podcast. Tanner here on a solo mission while Delaney heads out to one of her conferences on this tour. We're sitting here November 13th, Market Monday edition. Uh, got some good news to share with you all today. First, let's start off with a little bit of weather. Pretty much dry and warmer than usual. Of course, this may lead to wildfires. we got parts of Northwestern Kansas, Southern Nebraska, Northeastern Colorado, all in red flag warnings, according to the National Weather Service. Red flag warnings have been issued for this region today. Of course, that means that we're looking at winds sustained 20 to 30 miles per hour with gusts over 40. Relative humidity will be below 15 percent. This is unpredictable and extreme weather for if a fire breaks out. Of course, we've got fire risks also in South Dakota and southern parts of North Dakota above normal temperatures are going to continue for most of our week. Looking forward to our conversation today with Tommy Grasafi. Ag export values declined for 2023. They just ran through their report September 30th. Values increased narrowly, but overall for the year, they've been down. The value beginning October 2022 through the end of September, 178.7 billion, down from 196.1 the year before. Import values went up six tenths of a percent. So nothing significant there. However, ours have fallen. The biggest decliner behind vegetable oils was corn falling 32% to $13.1 billion. Cotton fell 28%. Wheat exports were down 21%. And soybeans were only down 2% year over year. The volume of corn exports fell 32 percent which leads to that largest drop mexico is the biggest buyer of corn by volume through september purchasing 16.5 million tons chinese were the largest customer for u.s soybeans so it'd be good to get tommy's idea as to where he thinks demand is going to come in the future As we look here, the U.S. Secretary of Ag, Tom Vilsack, announced that the USDA's comprehensive approach to addressing the complex competition issues in agriculture might have some funds to back it. They finalized their first in a series of rules under the Packers and Stockyard Act, which is aimed at helping those contract poultry growers, like Delaney said last week. From day one, President Biden's been committed to helping the producers in America all have their fair shake at prosperity. USDA has undertaken other parts of President Biden's executive order by promoting competition. So we're looking at seed companies to clarify their expectations and clarifying domestic origin of products that farmers produce. Also creating new senior level career positions for formal and enhanced implementation of key priorities. The USDA is looking to be a powerful complement to addressing the issues in the United States. They plan to invest $1 billion in supply chain enhancements, as well as helping producers get a fair shake at what competition can be going forward. ADM is looking to continue their sustainability push. They're wanting their consumers to have informed purchases. The company surveyed consumers and decision makers via their, outline plat- their online platform called Outside Voice. Takeaways included consumer trust, purchase consideration, future regenerative trends, and the ability to source their products locally. Over 1,500 adults were surveyed, and three quarters of them agreed that they would prefer to have their food and beverage options sustainably sourced. More than 70% expect companies to sustainably source their ingredients. 65 stated that it would affect their purchasing decision once provided with more information on regenerative agriculture. 73% of consumers shared they'd be more likely to trust retailers and brands using regenerative practices, incentivizing farmers to do just that. So over 300 retailers and decision makers were also included in this survey. Close to three quarters of those executives and nearly half of the companies stated that they look to using regenerative programs in the future. 90% of those respondents with the programs stated that finding a key partner in this process would be extremely important. As we continue to look at other headlines here today, The USDA is continuing to put out their crop progress reports and expected shipment reports. So we'll see again, too, what uh, Tommy Grisafi has to say about that as well. We do have a farm transition workshop planned for those who need it in mid-December. Mike Downey says the average age of farmers and landowners is the oldest in history, and a lot of wealth will change hands over the next 10 to 15 years. That's why it's important to prepare for the succession of your family. In partnership with Farm Progress, they will put on a program December 7th in Dodgeville, Wisconsin, December 12th in Freeport, Illinois, December 13th in Princeton, Illinois, 14th in Macomb, Illinois, and 15th is a virtual option. You can find out more about registration by visiting farmprogress.com. It'll be interesting to see how these workshops work out because a lot of those are difficult to do in large groups of people. Going to be short on headlines today, so that way we can get you directly to what the markets are doing. An update here before we see where markets are going to close today. Israel-Hamas war is continuing to rage on in Gaza. Conditions of the hospital, there are catastrophic. Essential units are about to collapse. There is also warnings that premature babies are not being delivered with proper incubators and oxygen supplies. Operating rooms are completely out of service because of supplies not getting to them residents are trapped inside due to heavy fighting in the streets so it's hard to transport patients as well hospital doctors deny that they are not providing service but stating they are only be able to provide the service that they're able to do based upon the services and supplies that they have continuing to watch the humanitarian crisis also the united states plans to provide as much help to that side of the humanitarian efforts that they can but thanks for sticking through some quick headlines today let's see where markets are closing today December corn up 13 cents, closing at 477 even. November soybeans up 33 and a quarter to 1366 and a half. The wheat contract up four and a half, closing at 580. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. Live cattle up just 75 cents today after a bit of a sell off last week, closing at 174.92. So let's jump into that market conversation with Tommy Rasafi today. Well, we're excited to have Tommy Grisafi back, always one of my favorites, and it uh, seems like, Tommy, you get stuck with me by myself most of the time.
0: Oh, that's not a bad thing, and what a day to be talking about markets, just a I know, huge up in the uh, soybean market.
1: We're going to have a lot of fun with this, and reminder, listeners, Tommy's with Advanced Trading, so first of all, let's see, who who had a bad day today in soybeans, Tommy?
0: Well, we... We just got done with harvest and soybeans just put up 38, 40 cents in a day. The USDA told us that we had a decent crop and the, the end users just caught short. I mean, it's going to be another 11, 10, 11 months till we have a soybean harvest in America. And the whole world is looking for soybeans and the market's acting, get price action like this. It really catches people's attention. So somewhere, some someone's sitting at their desk and he has to go tell their boss, they were supposed to buy X amount of beans and didn't do it. And they messed up.
1: <laughs> they did, but there's got to be some technical reason or some news behind this run up. What's driving most of the soybean market run today.
0: Yeah. Great demand that's coming late in the harvest and also uh, weather problems in South America, just major, major weather problems that are really uh, going to affect things. And they're not going to be able to get those beans planted, you know, till they get some rains and, Some parts of South America has too much rain. One part's too much rain, one part's not enough rain, and all eyes on soybean meal. Soybean meal traded limit up for a good chunk of the day today, and that's definitely caught people's attention. And as you know, uh, Argentina's a big exporter of soybean meal, and that was uh, obviously they're running out because price action like that doesn't mean they have too much
1: so how long can we ride this upward i mean it doesn't seem like this is new news i think the last two market mondays we had concerns over weather in south america but it's still causing a a pretty good response how long will it play
0: that's interesting because last night when the market opened beans opened lower and corn was lower all last night all this morning and then finally The whole market caught a bid. We still have some of the wheat wheat contracts that closed lower on the day. So it's not a broad rally. It's a very specific to one thing. Soybean meal absolutely exploded. Someone's caught the wrong way. Obviously, for every buyer, there's a seller, but they were agreeing that the price of soybean meal was a lot higher. It tends weather markets are tough. They tend to end quickly. So we get a weather market, everyone gets all bulled up. By the time they're getting bulled up, it's time to get out and They tend to uh, end quickly in weather markets. So my prediction would be, uh, unless it's going to grab the overall, all the markets, corn and wheat, that uh, you'll find selling up here at this $14 level.
1: I'm glad that you shared that, because I know a lot of our listeners are probably wondering what they should do. Either they sold, sold quite a bit out of the field, or now they're sitting with stuff stuck in their bins. But like you mentioned, it wasn't across all commodities. What did corn do today?
0: Corn was up and had a great day, closed up twelve thirteen cents, but all morning corn was down three. Pretty wild to watch corn go from down three to up thirteen. Nice, nice rally in corn, not only in December twenty three, but December twenty four also had a nice rally.
1: So if I remember correctly, as I learned alongside all of our listeners, We don't have necessarily a South American influx of news right now because the major corn crop that they have comes next growing season for them, correct?
0: Right. Second crop, safrina, uh, all eyes right now. I mean, it all adds up. We're watching the weather. But yes, they can go get crops in, get them out, put the second crop in. If the weather was adverse for that crop, that would then very much affect their exports and get our domestic market riled up. But as you know, from the USDA numbers, we just have too much corn, Tanner.
1: Yeah. So where is demand going to come? Or are we going to live with that large carryout for a
0: while? As best we can see at advanced trading, the way we crank the numbers, we're going to have a large carryout. We continue to see Mexico come in. Be nice to see China come in for corn, but we have too much. It would take quite a bit of demand or something would have to change to uh alter the fate of uh, the corn market.
1: And for our producers that are probably wrapping up seeding their winter wheat, is there gonna be any headlines there that might push a couple extra acres to get seeded this fall? Or are we looking the same type of story as corn there?
0: Well, that's interesting. That That's not something I really thought about much, but if there's moisture out there and someone wants to plant wheat, they can. I, I could say, Looking at the wheat and the the matrix of, uh, you know, what's best to plant. Wheat's not penciling out too well right now. I think people might hold off a little bit on that, and maybe they plan something else getting going in the spring.
1: Yeah, is there any other corn, soybean, wheat headline that we should be paying attention to as you look at things this week?
0: Well, keep an eye on the funds. The funds were really short corn and wheat. If they flip on that, that could be really interesting. Uh, watch out for those funds to cover. And of course, as we come into Thanksgiving week and Christmas week, or the month of December and Christmas, the markets start to get thin. So be careful getting caught in a thin holiday trade.
1: Now explain that, because I know there's probably some listeners like myself that maybe don't understand what a thin, thin holiday trade, is that just less volume?
0: Yeah, less participants. People who've done very well trading on the year take their money and leave. A lot of people like to come back in January. Uh, Anyone who's still trading really aggressively might be on the wrong side of something. Professional traders take time off during the holidays and spend it with their family. Professional traders are under no obligation to show up every day and make a market. So they start to leave the marketplace. And it it really leaves a whole uh, liquidity pocket here in uh, in the commodities sometimes.
1: No, it makes a lot of sense. Thanks for explaining that what about on the meats side of things? We didn't see a lot of positive action last week, but looks like there might be a little upward momentum today, at least in the live cattle.
0: Yeah. 10 more days like this. And we'll be back to where we were a few weeks ago. (laughs) The, The meat market just had such a bad run. And we knew when you're saying record prices, record prices, record prices that at some point we could sell off and we finally did. And it's just, it's just brutal. It's hard to watch, but the, uh, Nonetheless, uh, the meat's uh, really going through a hard time. They're going to regroup, see if we can pick up some demand down here and go from there.
1: That's good. And then probably last question I've got is around foreign conflicts. Russia, Ukraine, what's going on in the Gaza region? Are we seeing any of that going to directly impact the American farmer?
0: You, I think we already did on fertilizer a little bit. Definitely when uh, Gaza and Israel conflict started, you we noticed a spike in fertilizer and that's never what we need. We want those lower inputs and higher commodity prices, but uh, yeah, turbulence in the war is not, not, or turbulence in the world. is not a good thing. It'll continue to add volatility to the markets, both up and down.
1: That's a good perspective to share, but before we wrap up, Tommy, anything else you want our listeners to pay attention to this week? You know, there was
0: something interesting that happened with Bitcoin. Um, America's uh, bonds were downgraded Friday late in the afternoon and Bitcoin's really had a heck of a rally and uh, it we'll see what happens here, but uh, I don't trade a lot of Bitcoin. It's just interesting to see what a bid it has. So keep an eye on uh, interest rates here in America.
1: I like that. Yeah. I think you've got some exciting stuff coming up towards the end of the year, beginning of next, feel free to share that with our listeners where they can find you and what you're going to be up to.
0: Yeah. We're putting out a lot more content on the Advanced Trading YouTube channel. So if they go to Advanced Trading YouTube, subscribe. Of course, you can go to Advanced Trading's website and get a hold of me. But uh, look real forward to doing our daily updates with the market and just keeping people educated.
1: Awesome. Well, Tommy, we appreciate you as always. Every time you join, it's a learning experience for myself. So thanks again for hanging out.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure.